Thank you for listening to this podcast brought to you by Baylife Church Port Stevens. We hope you find this message challenges and inspires you in your daily Christian walk. For more information, visit www.baylifechurch.org.au. See who is here from our team. Hands up if you're here from our team. Oh, there you are. It's all very dark out there, isn't it? Well, we went, we conquered, and we came back. And we're here to tell our story. It's kind of exciting, hey? So let me just preempt, I think, the, the before the team come and share. Do you like the shirts? Love in action. That's what we called the, the trip. And um, it was a combined team made up of five women from here in Baylife Church, Pastor Tio Antonio and his wife Betty and his daughter Fidelis from Sydney Christian Worship Centre in Sydney, who they originally come from Manila, and Caroline Pollard, who kind of flips between churches. She comes here, but she also goes to Sydney as well. So um, it was a bit of a funny mix of a team. And then God put this team together. About 12 months ago, we didn't even know the guys from Sydney, but he just linked us together in heart, and this trip was birthed out of there. And a few weeks ago, those of you that were here might remember me talking about um, loving Jesus in the different spaces of our lives. And I used all these waves here up on the screen, um, not on the screen, on the front here. And this very outside one, I talked about being mission and us actually going into the world and talking about Jesus and um, making disciples of all nations, which is what Jesus tells us to do. So this, who knows what this scripture says? I should have had lollies. I should have had a prize for anyone who knows what this scripture is. What is it? 1 John 3, 18. Does anyone know what it says? It says, dear children, let us not love with words or speech, but with actions and truth. So that's exactly what we did. We went to San Mateo, which is in Manila, the Philippines, a city of around just 23 million people. Okay, go figure. What does Australia have at the moment? 25 million, 26? Try cramming the whole of Australia in one city. There was a lot of people there. And this trip was quite different to the team that normally goes to the Philippines. Every second year, for about the last, what, eight years, Greg? Um, they've been going over to the island of Samar, which is down south in the Philippines. And they take a youth team and they go and do a youth conference and um, an Easter camp with 500 so teenagers but this was a bit more civilized this was a girl trip and um we had air conditioning in our room so praise god for air conditioning that's all i can say and a flushing toilet um because the temperatures were raging around 38 39 degrees with 110 percent humidity that's pretty hot And um, so he looked after us really well there. So the trip was in partnership with the guys from Sydney, and they have a small church plant in San Mateo. So what we did, we really just basically partnered with what they were already doing over there. We just became extra hands and feet for them. So some of the things we got to do now, I'm going to have the team come up, and I have no idea what they're going to say, okay? I'm just going to let them talk about their experience, and then... I'm going to try to maybe wrap it up. And then we've got a wonderful video we want to finish up with and show you. Now, we do have slides. When the girls start coming up, maybe, Gareth, we might just let that slideshow run. But here's a couple of the things that we actually did do. We visited a prison to encourage the female inmates. We went to visit a Mums and Babies Compassion Project in Quezon City, which we've been supporting for many, many years. 
We experienced the children's outreach program of Christian Worship Centre Manila, where they feed the local children and run a program, a bit like a Sunday school. Um, and the main reason this whole thing started was we helped facilitate and fund a mass wedding of nine couples who were poor and unable to afford to get married, even though they had longed to do so for some time. We had a pamper night for the brides, which was a great way to get to know these girls. We attended the small church service at CWC and encouraged the team there. Actually, we bought Bibles and we left um, left them there for them. Um, we were part of a She Women's meeting that was encouraging the local Christian women that were just starting a movement of getting together from all different churches across that region. And we helped fund a soap-making workshop to try to get some women going in their own business. So we wanted to be a blessing everywhere we went. So this involved taking gifts. Um, so we took a lot of gifts, didn't we, girls? Um, a lot of you helped us with that, helped in fundraising and helped us pack the gifts before we left. Um, we carried some with us, but we did a lot of shopping while we were there. Now, you might think, oh, a uh, mission trip, air conditioning, flushing toilets, shopping. Well, that was it. That was our God-ordained mission trip. And that's what it was like. He knew what we could do. But you know what? In all that shopping, we really blessed that community. That supermarket, I don't think, ever had white women come in like us with shopping trolleys, mountainous with gifts, and not one of them was for us. It was all just to give out to their local community. I think they were scratching their heads, wondering what on earth we were doing in this place. So girls, I don't know if you want to just want to come one by one, or how about you all come up here? Um, and I'm going to give you the microphone. And I'd love you, I just want to hear, I just think everyone would love to hear... Um, for two of these girls, Georgie and Adele, they had never left Australia. How big is that? And we take them to a developing nation. So I'm going to hand it over and just talk. You've got a few minutes here. There's no rush. Just tell everyone about your experience and what we felt God was doing through you. Okay. Yeah, I can do it. Okay, well, I was very excited. I mean, it was just just the whole adventure of going and not really even thinking about what I might be feeling but you know when I talk about love in action oh gosh I think that you know you say that you're blessed and that seems like such a really a very used word you know very blessed but the people there probably showed love in action more than I could ever show love in action you know a multitude of people turned up to help with the wedding and they just keep coming and you know people who turned up and you know you don't have to say I want to try that kind of food and they turn up with the most interesting food because I'm not I'm challenged with trying food <laughs> especially when you know like, the eyeballs come up and <laughs> look at you and with the fish thing I was like and then, but, you know, when we think about what I would think when... I love Manila. I loved Manila and I loved the people. It was just crazy environment, the traffic, and, and all of that was really quite lovely to be there and to be experiencing. It was just beautiful. You know, meeting people whose homes... Like, when I think about, you know, when... <laughs> 
when someone's going to come and visit my home, you know, I go crazy about cleaning up. Well, this lady, she showed me into her home and she didn't even have walls. <laughs> and she had dirt floors and, and she had a smile on her face and she was so welcoming to me and showing me her home. <laughs> thinking, I don't think I'd react like that. <laughs> and, and I have walls <laughs> and I don't have a drain that comes out this way and, you know, roosters that live in the house and... So it was very, it was very eye-opening, and and when I say that they blessed me, that's probably the thing that really affected me the most. Was that it's really showing love in action, and it seems like because we got it on our T-shirt, but that's the thing that I got out of it the most was that they actually showed us that that's how you do it. <laughs> I was so proud of Georgie. It was such a big um, step out of your comfort zone. And she was so wonderful. And she was the only one that got invited to anybody's home. That's because she just quietly in the background chatted to people. And we were doing our thing and looked around. And where was she? She'd gone across the road to this lady's house. So then what did she do? She wanted to go shopping and buy this lady a beautiful gift. So she filled up a great big tub with rice and she lugged it around and she just wanted to give it to this lady and she did it without... She she had to lug it home. Oh, she did have to lug it home. But Georgie's heart was so beautiful and she was such a blessing. Um, So thank you, Georgie, for everything you did over there. She was great. Katie. Thank you. Morning, everyone. Um, I've got a little bit of the flu, so if I sound a bit nasally, that's why. Um, So I just wanted to do um, three points, really, as to um, what... um, about the mission trip, basically. So why did I choose to go? Um, I wanted to share that with you. So most of you know that um, I have... God's given me a heart of compassion, of mercy and of love, and I feel that that's something that um, is a gift that he's given me. And so for me to go on a mission trip is actually quite easy because I can go, yes, I'm, you know, I'm in there. Um, But the enemy also will try and snap that and take that away. And I remember saying to Robin last year, I'm going on that trip. And I had a, I was teaching at the time and I said, I'm going on that trip, even if I have to quit my job. And this is what makes it funny is that I'm sure God has such a huge sense of humour because I actually did quit my job. Um, And, and I... Yeah, and I said that and I, I want to encourage you that if you've got something that you really want to do and you feel that it's your, your passion and something God's given you a gift in, to actually speak boldly about it and just to say, you're going anyway. So I just said I was going and I was going to quit my job if they wouldn't let me go. But I was actually really excited because I got to go without any stress of having to get leave or anything like that. But what comes with that too is that, I, okay, oh my goodness, I don't have a job, I don't have finances coming in, oh my goodness, but... I knew that God had a plan and a purpose for me to go on this trip and so that would just come and I believed that that would happen and I knew that he had something installed for me over there. Often um, I have been on a mission trip before and often when you're going thinking you're going to be a blessing, I know that's actually not the case because you come back feeling like you're the one that's been totally blessed. So um, the trip was was amazing, life-challenging, impacting, encouraging um, and... Um, as I said, particularly uh, for us, you know, we're, we're there to bless with resources and money, which we did, but they blessed us so much more. The second thing I wanted to talk to you about is how God challenged me. And um, so 
one of the areas, um, obviously, that I'm very passionate about too is children. And so for me, we all had a different area of that, that touched us um, significantly. And for me, it was the children's ministry. And one particular little girl um, captured my heart. And I didn't know why um, at the time. I'm thinking, why? What can I not stop understanding like this connection we had it was like our souls connected beyond I could explain and in church on actually we were at the project and loving on her etc I got in the car Georgie's rubbing my back because I'm bawling my eyes out because I'm never going to see these children again and I'm feeling useless and God why why what's what do I do here and um the next day I got to see her again at church and I was so excited I'm thinking okay I get to see her again I get to see her again and as I was worshipping that day in church, um, I'm going to share with you what I wrote in my journal. So, um, because it was actually not me speaking, it was the Holy Spirit. So, I want to share that with you. So, it might sound a bit funny because it's a bit of me. And then I got back to the hotel or the place we were staying and I just stopped for a second. And I did feel the Holy Spirit just talking to me and I was just writing it. So, it, it's a bit of all over the place. So, just take it for how it is. <laughs> So today we went back to church for a Sunday church service, again greeted at the door by the crowds of kids and some adults. They grab our hands and place their foreheads, place on their foreheads as a sign of respect. To this we have no idea how to respond. It is such a humbling experience as they honour us in such a way. Walking into the church, my gorgeous Tintin, that was her name, she stands across the street with her, stri with her sweet smiles. My heart melts with so much love for her. There is an instant connection and I'm not sure what it is, but God has connected our souls together for a reason and a purpose. As I worship in church, he reminded me that, he's, that he has designed this meeting and our souls will be connected in some way. My instant love of her will not be just a moment, but something that he will continue in my heart for a reason and a purpose. She reminds me so much of my niece Imogen and as I look at her, I wish I could change her life instantly. But I trust you, God, for your love and provision of not just Tintin, but all of these precious children. Today, my heart broke as Jesus' heart does for the poor, for those in need and less fortunate. Today I ask the Lord to be my guide. What is it, Jesus, I can do? I can do. You have given me this yearning, this heart for children, this heart of compassion. What do you want me to do with it? And this was his answer. Surrender. To give you my life over to you, to give my desires, thoughts and dreams all over to you. This way I can give you my desires, my thoughts, my dreams, my life. I have given you a destiny, a purpose on earth. Your gifts are for me. Use them to glorify me. Use them to honour me. Use them to bring people to me. I will guide you. I will lead you. You will not be alone and I will take care of your worries. Walking in my ways, my footsteps. Give, your, give all your life over to me. Together we can make a difference. Heal hearts and heal the world. I have given you the gift to love and love abundantly, to love unconditionally, to love mercifully, to love. You, my daughter, are valuable and need to believe it so I can work through you, know how much I love you so you can share that love even more. You love others, but you need to love them in my love. I will, give your I will give you your desires. I will satisfy your heart. I will protect those that love you. Sorry, I'll protect those you love, those you cry for, those you want to help. I will take care of them. Trust me for what you do for the least of these you do for me. Your mind will not let go of her. There is a purpose. Wait and see. Trust me, my daughter, for you will be blessed and I will connect her with you. So, yeah. So, um, yeah, it was a pretty, pretty emotional meeting and I don't know what it is and it could be, I found out the day we left to go home um, that her mum's actually an, actually an alcoholic and she doesn't have a mum 
present in her home. And it could have been just that moment of a, a loving person for her. I don't know. But I have a heart to go back there and, and to, to support whatever God wants me to do anyway. And I know I'm talking a lot. Um, oh, so that's her. That's beautiful Tintin. She's adorable. And they're just the things that God's challenged me with. And the last slide, thank you, um, is why you should go on a trip. So really want to encourage each of you to go on a trip. So because you will encounter God's heart. Um, these people are so rich in love for God. And you will come back going, oh my gosh, I'm... Yeah, you're just so challenged. Um, You will expand your limited perspective, okay? And you will learn to be stretched. You certainly will when you're praying for people and they can't understand you, but you're just praying anyway um, and just being pulled out in situations that you're not prepared for. It's good for you. Um, You'll become more grateful, okay? You won't want to go shopping all the time, okay? Because you realise you've got clothes in your wardrobe you can wear. You will discover a new spiritual family, okay? We've connected with these people forever and we've connected with our Sydney friends. We will build lasting partnerships. You will overcome your fears, okay? Because, you you know, even pampering people and touching people's feet is not my favourite thing. But it's... It, it, I actually didn't even think twice about it, which was so funny because God was with us. And you will, we will expand the kingdom of God by doing so. And Matthew twenty eight nineteen says, Go therefore and make disciples in all nations. Someone has to go to share the gospel and God's love sometimes. We must be willing to pack our bags and do it. So I encourage you to do so. Hey, I had to check her bags when she was leaving just to make sure there was no children stuffed in there. Every baby. Oh, I just want to take this one home. I think she even messaged Troy. Troy, can I bring one home? (laughs) Well, Katie was such a blessing. Oh, she did such a great job. She was the makeup and the hair person for all the brides. And she just did such a great job. So well done, Katie. They loved her. Adele. Hi. I need these. That's better. I'm going to do what I normally do and fall back on notes that I have. So I actually cut and paste from my journal. From So I'm not going to say anything new today. Everything I'm going to say I have actually written down while I was over there. So the two questions Robin asked us to, to talk about was, one, what impacted you most during the trip? And two, what is your challenge or what is God trying to teach you through this experience? So what impacted me? From day one, I was impacted. So this is what I wrote on day one. Step out onto the street for the first time in Manila just after sunset to have your senses assaulted by heat, smells, humidity, noise, chaos. It's a crazy mixed up moving, dirty, dusty place, smelly and amazing. Kids, dogs, skinny cats, people, pans of water, small shops. Everyone just crowded in these skinny lanes. Sometimes we could look sideways and see an even skinnier lane. Deep in the suburb with houses down either side, each with their resident rooster with its leg tied up. We travelled by van, motorbike, jeepney, um, and around the corner and another street looks exactly the same. It would be so easy to get lost. The very first thing God impacted me with was trust your guide we had a lovely driver that knew the local streets and he took us everywhere so john 16 verse 13 says but when he the spirit of truth comes he will guide you into all truth 
So there were parallels with everything that he showed me. Day two, he impacted me again. What he, what he impacted me was that we don't belong here. We don't belong on this earth. So although I felt comfortable and safe with my group, the decisions and the safety and the boundaries that we had, I very well know that I'm in a very different country and I don't belong here. It's not my natural environment. Everything's different from the moment I wake up to the moment I rest again at the end of the day. The sea of gorgeous dark brown faces and deep brown eyes staring fixedly at me every moment remind me of that. Apart from all of my senses telling me this is not my home, I don't belong here. When I return home, I'll feel much more at home, my own people, my house, my senses, my food. But I don't belong there either. I'm a citizen of heaven. Heaven is my home, not the earth. This place is a transition, a place of determination of where we'll spend eternity. Philippians 3.20 says, But our citizenship is in heaven, and we eagerly await a saviour from you there, our Lord Jesus Christ. Day three, Compassion Project. I'm not going to say anything more about that because I could talk for too long, except that he impacted me with, I will not leave you as orphans, I will come to you. John 14.18 Oh, the prison. Gosh. Nervously anticipated but warmly remembered. We had to be, wait to be processed, to leave all our bags and our cameras, etc. We had our wrist stamped with visitor, the word visitor. Once again, we don't belong here. 1 Chronicles 29.15 says, We are foreigners and strangers in your sight, as were all our ancestors. The next thing he impacted me with was our names are written in heaven. So when we got into the room at the prison, we had to write our names and addresses in the visitor's book. And as I signed my name when it was my turn, I couldn't help but think at the same time in heaven, our names were also being recorded in a book of remembrance to be one day recalled when all things must be accounted for. Malachi 3.16 says... Then those who feared the Lord talked with each other and the Lord listened and heard and a scroll of remembrance was written in his presence concerning those who feared the Lord and honoured his name. The next thing he impacted me with was we don't belong here, our names are written in heaven but there's preparation and planning going on for us. The brides had no idea that we were packing wedding gifts for them. There was much preparation, cost, time, planning and effort and I was reminded that there is a preparation also going on in heaven for us. Jesus said when he left this earth that he was going to prepare a place for us. No doubt with much planning and effort, great cost for us who have no idea what's being prepared for us. John 14, 1-4 says, My father's house has many rooms. If it were not so, wouldn't I have told you that I'm going there to prepare a place for you? So the weddings went off fantastically. It was so good to see the transition of the brides, from shy and very self-conscious to happy and confident and even to dancing down the aisles. Revelation 19 verse 9 says, The angel has said to me, Blessed are those who are invited to the wedding supper of the Lamb. Then he added, These are the true words of God. So I was impacted every day with everything we did and when I was putting this together I thought, you know, this actually tells a story. It says... We don't belong here, but he's given us a guide 
that we can trust. He's not left us as orphans. We're visitors here, but our names are written in heaven. And there's preparation and planning going on for us. So the, the second question was, what is our challenge? What is God teaching you in this experience? Well, that was completely summed up in a beautiful song that the girls sang on Sunday morning at church over there. Open the eyes of my heart, Lord. I want to see you. That's what God's challenging me with. And that's my challenge. Open the eyes of my heart, Lord. I want to see you more. Thank you. Oh, it was so good having Adele there. She's talking about all this stuff going, what book? Did I even sign a book going into the prison? She gets all these deep spiritual stuff about the book. And I'm going, what book? I don't even remember a book. <laughs> she sees things so differently. And she kept us on track with prayer and devotions. And she's a gorgeous girl. She was beautiful. Thanks, Adele. She could write a book about it. She could. Linny. I must say that this trip was just full of emotional times. There was a lot of laughter, lots of funny things happened along the way, but there was just so many times when we would just look at each other and well up with, with tears because, and I had a lot of those moments because I have a bit of a mercy gift. <laughs> and um, one of the most impacting times for me was when we visited the women's prison. Um, yeah, it was just an amazing time. We went there and we were kind of, well, I know I had in my mind, well, these women are kind of tough women who have obviously done something wrong to land up in prison and they need the word of God. They need the salvation message. And I had a message prepared um, f to speak to them about God's love and, you know, God's how, how much he loves them and how much he, his unconditional love is there for them. We walked in there and everywhere we went, we were just honoured. Everywhere we went, the whole time we were away. We felt quite embarrassed by the honour given to us, but we you know, went through all the procedures of the checking and everything. We came up these little stairs and were ushered into this room and there was all these chairs lined up for us. And then these women, prison, prisoners, came in and uh, they all sat on the floor. There was a couple of benches around the edges, which some of them sat on. All the others sat on the floor and looked up at us and they were all excited and... And then the lady who was leading it, who brought us in, said, um, oh, the girls have been so excited, they've prepared an item for you today. And, and these girls stood. I have to be careful not to get emotional again. But they sang a song, and we didn't understand a word of it. It was in the Tagalog language, their own language. But the presence of God was there. And we, hadn't, we still didn't know anything about them at all, did we? we they were just prisoners. But the presence of God was there and all of us, oh, we just welled up, you know. We were just, you know, I'm taking off the glasses and <laughs> thinking, how am I going to do this? This is just beautiful. And then they sang a song in English and it was all about the love of God and how much he loved, you know, how much he loves us and that sort of thing. And I'm like, well, are these, are these all Christian girls? Like, what's happened in this place? This is amazing. Anyway, so then we got to share and I did have the opportunity. I was so thrilled to be able to share because um, it really was an impacting day for me and I spoke about how God has given us three things. He's given, he's given us our life, he's given us his unconditional love and he's given us a future and a plan. And I really felt like they grabbed hold of it and I, wasn't, I was kind of nervous and you know how you, you kind of not doing the best that you think you could do but I believe God used it and then Robin got up and spoke about 
I don't know if you've seen it. I think we girls at Colour have seen it, where you, you get a dollar note. And she, she had a thousand peso note. And she held it up and she said, does anyone know what this is? And they all clapped and cheered. I think they thought they were all going to get money. <laughs> but then, she's, then she crumpled it up and she stomped on it. And she, oh, first of all, she said, how much is this worth? And they said, a thousand pesos. And then she stomped on it and crushed it up and lifted it and said, and how much is this worth now? And they got the message that it was still worth the same value, even though it had been through a crushing and a bashing and everything else. And, and they really got that message. And it was just a beautiful, the Spirit of God was there the whole time. And... Um, it was just beautiful and we handed out toiletry packs to them and we just loved on them but the most impacting time was when two of them um one lady got up and spoke and she recited john 3:16, and then another lady older lady right up the back stood up and she started talking it was all in her own language but she recited the whole of psalm 91 and it went on and on and on and on and on i'm like this is amazing and i saw another little girl a couple of rose you know from the front right there and she was saying the same thing she was doing it too and our eyes connected and I said wonderful that's amazing and her face lit up you know and she was really excited and and so at the end we all had photos and you know we all got together and I grabbed her straight away and I said you did an amazing job I hope you believe what you what you um, spoke and she said yes yes and then this other lady I drew in next to me and she was an older lady and I said um Oh, just, you know, come in, come, you know, come into the photo. And I said, how long are you here for? And she said, five years. And I said, do you have children? And she said, seven. <laughs> seven children. And I just about broke up there and then. And I said, it won't be long and you'll be back with your kids. And they love you and God loves you too, you know. And then she just put her head on my shoulder and she snuggled, put her arm around my waist and she snuggled so tight. And it was just like, she just needed that love she needed that reassurance if it was just for that it was worth going because you know there's people out there's so many people in the world wherever we are that just need our love and um yeah that was a big day <laughs> i came out of that place and i just howled on robin's shoulder <laughs> we all just howled and howled <laughs> but you know, just, just to set the scene too, when they went back into their room, it was just like a cage. 35 women in one room, probably about a quarter of the size of this one. Um, up wooden platforms either side for sleeping on and those who couldn't get up there slept, slept on the concrete floor on cardboard. There was no, you know, no pillows and no comfy cushions or anything like that. It was just really, really basic and just this, you know cage in the front and they had to number themselves off to make sure they were all there and it was just like I mean yeah that's prison and they're all a lot of them are in there for drug related crimes and most of that is because they probably need to feed their families somehow and that's a way of making money and you know I don't think a lot of them were really rough rough people but it's just amazing because four people go in there every um every week on a Thursday for people and in that time so many of the girls have given their lives to God and it just showed me it the impact that it has just four people every week and we can do that in all areas of our community here we can choose to go in just faithfully serve and see changes in people's lives and that's what I got out of that um, and I just one other thing that was a really impacting time for me was we had a pamper night as they were talking about 
with the brides where we just loved on them. There was only about four of them out of the nine that could come. But um, all the girls, I was sort of running around boiling water and filling pans and doing things like that. Um, and some of the others were doing the treatments. And I took a photo. I went to take this photo and it was um, Georgie, Caroline and I can't remember who else. On the, Adele, Adele. On their knees, washing the feet of these beautiful women, just washing their feet. And I just, yeah, oh, I've got to get a photo of that. And I went to take the photo. And I got myself all lined up and burst into tears because, the, you know, the washing of the feet, they were, they were, and you'll probably see some photos somewhere along the way or maybe on the video, on bended, yeah, they were right down there and they were just absolutely loving these girls the way they were washing their feet and just ministering to them. And I just thought, Lord, that is what we're doing. This, this is, that's what this trip is all about, washing and loving the people that we're with. And um, it was just a real impacting time. And just a couple of scriptures, I, I think just to wrap it up. When Jesus was on earth, he went into the temple and he read the scripture from Luke 14, 18. The spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. And that Jesus stood up and that was his mission on earth. That was sort of like a real revelation <laughs> I guess, to the people in the temple there that day that he was the son of God. And as the son of God, we are to pattern our lives after the son of God. That is our calling as well. And then Matthew 25, Come, you blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. Those who inherit the kingdom from the foundation uh, that was been prepared for us from the foundation of the world are those who, when... Well, it says, for I was hungry and you gave me food. I was thirsty and you gave me drink. I was a stranger and you took me in. I was naked and you clothed me. I was sick and you visited me. I was in prison and you came to me. And that is exactly what we all experienced over there on the mission trip that we did. And it's something that we should all be doing every day of our lives. And so it's been very challenging in my life to do more of this on a daily basis wherever I am. And just to see that ripple effect of loving people and seeing, you know, their lives built so that they can build others. Yeah. Oh, aren't they, aren't they amazing? So, look, I could go on and on and on, and I won't for the time's sake, but um, some beautiful, lots of beautiful things. Get around the girls and hear some of the stories. And one bride in particular, I just have to talk about her because I just cry every time I think about her. Um, when we went to do the weddings, we kind of thought, oh, there's all, this, all these young people going to be wanting to get married. Well, the eldest was, he was 73. She was 65. They've been together 38 years. And he wanted to be married in the eyes of God before he died. So they joined the, the group. We had three pregnant ones. This particular girl had um, six children already and she was pregnant with number seven. Terrible teeth. The guy had terrible teeth. They lived in a cardboard shanty house. And she come along and she was one of the ones that we got to do the pamper night and wash her feet and do a makeup. And just we met her once again after that. But on the wedding day, it was like being Cinderella. She came in at seven o'clock in the morning and we watched her as the day went on. You couldn't get the smile off her face. She danced down the aisle. For one day, we gave her 
just a beautiful experience. And we got to have lots of hugs with her and we'll ne maybe never see her again. But our heart is there with these people and there's lots of um, partnerships we're going to continue to do as a church. I was reminded of Brooke Fraser's song, Albertine. And she wrote that when she went to Rwanda to visit her sponsored child. And she said, now I have seen, I am responsible. You can't just have an experience like this and come home and turn your back on it. Something has to change. So God did some wonderful connecting with people, a medical doctor over there. We're sewing into some businesses with financing we had left over. So there's lots of ongoing things. I think our team who goes next year will maybe connect with this little church in Manila and help sew into the young team that are there. So I think God's doing a great work. And um, I'm not going to worry about everything else I was going to do. Um, I'll do that another day. So let's just pray. And we're going to finish with a video that Katie's put together of the whole trip. And then we're heading out. We won't have the band. We'll head out for morning tea where all the mothers get free coffee at the coffee cart. There's lots of yummy cakes out there. So please don't go unless you have to and hang around. So Father God, thank you so much for your love for people, whether they live way, way away from us here in Australia, whatever colour they are, whatever culture they are, whatever status they have in life, God, you just love them abundantly. And we thank you so much for this trip we just had. Thank you for the heart you've given us, Lord, to be a blessing. Thank you that we live in a, such a beautiful nation. But Lord, we don't have it all together in this nation. I think we can learn so much from people that live a much more simple lifestyle, but they have you at the centre of their life. And that's the desire for all of us, Lord, here today and for those of us that have been and seen Lord for us to somehow live a simple life that is you at the center and that love just flows from there to help us to love our community here Lord God help us to love the poor in spirit and whoever is in need in this community open the eyes of our heart and uh, our mind and our wallets to be a real blessing in this place and we thank you in your precious name Jesus amen thanks Gareth if we could have that video that would be wonderful Thanks for listening to the message today brought to you by Baylife Church. We hope the message leaves you feeling challenged and inspired to live out your Christian walk. Please tune in again for next week's message.